This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. A federal judge has ruled that two Green Party candidates who have filed to run for seats in the Montana House can appear on the ballot this year as part of a settlement in a long-running legal case, but exactly what Green Party they represent remains uncertain. Two Green Party candidates, including plaintiff Steve Kelly, have filed to run for the State House. Kelly is running in the district west of Bozeman. Gary Marbot, the head of the Montana Shooting Sports Foundation, has filed in a district south of Missoula. That's according to the Montana State News Bureau. In 2018 and 2020, outside groups, not the Montana Green Party, gathered signatures to qualify a Green Party for the ballot. The Montana Democratic Party successfully challenged the Green Party qualification in both years. In 2018, over whether some signatures were valid, and in 2020, when people wanted to have their signatures removed from petitions, after it was revealed that the effort had been bankrolled by the Montana Republican Party as part of an effort to draw voters away from Democratic candidates. The Montana Green Party in 2018 challenged the constitutionality of the state law that required minor parties to gather signatures equal to at least 5% of the total votes cast for the winner in the most recent gubernatorial election and to gather those votes in at least 34 of 100 state house districts. The Ninth U.S. Court of Appeals ruled in November that setting signature requirements based on how many people in a district voted for a winning gubernatorial candidate could lead to petition requirements being valued differently in districts with similar populations. Because the Montana legislature will not be able to change the law until it meets again in 2023, Secretary of State Christy Jacobson and the Montana Green Party agreed to a settlement that allows Green Party candidates to appear on the 2022 ballot. The state must also pay $70,000 for the plaintiff's attorney's fees. District Judge Brian Morris approved the settlement. Partisan politics have intruded into a supposedly nonpartisan election in the state, the race for a seat on the Montana Supreme Court. Election rules prohibit judicial candidates from seeking, accepting, or commenting on endorsements from political organizations, candidates, or elected officials. But last week, the state Republican Party threw its support behind candidate and Public Service Commission President Jim Brown. Before candidate filing had even closed last week, Brown's campaign got endorsement from three heavy-hitting Montana Republicans, Governor Greg Gianforti, Attorney General Austin Knutson, and U.S. Senator Steve Daines. Quote, The Montana Supreme Court has become politicized as the last lever of power for the Democratic primary in Montana. And the last thing Montanans want is six more years of another liberal activist judge. That's according to party chairman Don Kyltsmit. Democrats, meanwhile, have not yet waded into supporting or opposing any judicial candidates, 
but the party issued its own criticism of the Republicans' involvement in the state Supreme Court race for incumbent Ingrid Gustafson's seat. Quote, What the GOP is attempting to do is unprecedented and deeply troubling, nothing less than an all-out attack on a co-equal branch of government. That's according to Sheila Hogan, the executive director of the Montana Democratic Party. If your unconstitutional legislation keeps getting struck down in court, you don't try to dismantle the courts in a childish and dangerous effort to get their way. You just pass better legislation. In contested Supreme Court elections, only the top two vote-getters will advance to the general election in November. Governor Greg Gianforti has asked the U.S. Departments of Agriculture and Interior to begin the process that would exchange state trust lands within the Flathead Reservation for other federal land within the state. The exchange will eventually restore more than 29,000 acres of state land to the CSKT, while Montanans will get more federal public land outside the reservation. The land exchange is part of the Montana Water Rights Protection Act of 2016. The main purpose of that act was to ratify the CKST Water Compact that was passed by the Montana legislature after an emotional vote in 2015. The compact finalized which water rights are owned and managed by the CSKT based on promises made in the Hellgate Treaty of 1855. Senator John Tesser introduced the Montana Water Rights Protection Act in 2016. By the time it was passed, four years later, it contained two additional details the land exchange, and the transfer of the National Bison Range from the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service to CSKT management. In June of 2021, the Federal Wildlife Service officially transferred control of the National Bison Range to the tribes. The Water Rights Protection Act identifies almost 37,000 acres of trust land on the reservation, but a Department of Natural Resources and Conservation assessment determined only 29,000 acres qualify for the land exchange. For Montanans who lease state land on the reservation for agricultural or timber purposes, the state will terminate the lease if the land is selected for exchange. The CSKT may offer lands for lease after the exchange. U.S. Senator John Tester says that for nearly two decades, China has deliberately violated U.S. import laws, hurting Montana farmers and making it harder for them to compete in emerging markets. Tester has introduced the China Trade Cheating Restitution Act with Republican Senators Bill Cassidy of Louisiana, Chuck Grassley of Iowa, and John Toon of South Dakota. Tester joined the Republicans, Cassidy, Grassley, and Thune, to introduce the bill they say would level the playing field for U.S. farmers. The bill would ensure that agricultural sectors most affected by China's evasion of anti-dumping duties receive an additional $38.5 million 
in accrued delinquency interest on duties wrongfully withheld by the Customs and Border Patrol from 2000 to 2014. According to the Senators, for nearly two decades, Chinese producers have exported honey, fresh garlic, crawfish, and mushrooms to the U.S. at a price below the cost of production to purposely increase their market share. That's a practice called dumping. The United States placed anti-dumping duties on China producers in 2001 to protect domestic producers and condemn China's unfair actions. According to Tester, Montana farmers grow the best products in the world and they shouldn't be penalized for following the rules. A new study says devastatingly large wildfires followed by intense precipitation events will grow in frequency as the effects of climate change become more widespread and entrenched. A new paper published in Science Advances by a team of scientists working at the National Center for Atmospheric Research in Boulder, Colorado, argues that if rising temperatures continue unabated, the number of times that an extreme fire event will be followed by an extreme precipitation event will double in California and increase by eight times as much by the end of the century. Quote, it's very concerning given the destruction that comes with these kind of events. That's according to lead officer Dave Toma. The research, which Toma mostly performed at the University of California, Santa Barbara, before joining the National Center, builds off prior research that shows extreme fires and then rainfall events will increase as a result of higher surface temperatures and changes to ocean patterns as a result of man-made climate change. Thomas said the increasing frequency of post-fire rain events was surprising and alarming. Quote, the gap between fire and rainfall season is becoming shorter. Thomas said, one season of disasters is running into another. The researchers split the American West into three regions, California, Colorado, and the Pacific Northwest. The study looked at a series of major wildfires that afflicted Southern California in 2017, including the Thomas Fire, which at 281,000 acres was at the time the largest wildfire in California history. That record has since been surpassed by a number of fires, some of which have exceeded 1 million acres. In 2021, a torrential downpour struck the Glenwood Canyon, Colorado area. It had been burned by wildfire within the previous year, and then there was a major mudslide that stranded 100 people in a mountain town and shut down Interstate 70 for weeks. The study says those events are no accident and are occurring with greater frequency due to the effects of climate change. Typically, it says, a region that is scarred needs three to five years before new vegetation safely secures the topsoil, sufficient to ward off worry about mud flows. In some areas, eight years are needed to stave off the potential of flash floods. In California now, the fire season is almost year-round. The Thomas Fire struck in December 
and it and extreme rainfall events that followed in following months followed to create that disastrous mudslide. April 1st marked the end of the first quarter of Montana's recreational marijuana sales since legalization on January 1st, and the Montana Department of Revenue recorded over $14 million in adult-use marijuana sales and over $10 million in medical sales in January. In February, with only 28 days, the numbers dropped slightly to just over $13 million and $9 million, but the daily average sales were higher. The number on March has not yet been released, but based on previous totals, the DOR estimates there will be over $6 million in state revenue. If you need to hear this report again, please check the podcast on our Treasure State Radio or KGRT-DB webpages. Made in Montana News is podcast worldwide with listeners in 46 U.S. states and Canadian provinces in 24 countries on six continents. We also post our stories on Facebook. Made in Montana News is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network including KMEH 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio in Jefferson County, Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, ResCast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation, PIVA Radio of the Northern Cheyenne Nation, and Crow Res Radio of the Crow Nation. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.